3-2 pitch. Swung on a drill to right field. Doing back Sanders on the track at the wall. See ya! See ya! See ya! A home run by Derek Jeter. He pumps his fist in the air as he rounded first. He'll hit on third base. He high-fives Willie Randolph. And the entire Yankee team mobs him at home plate as he leaps onto the dish with a 4-3 Yankee win. Oh, oh, what a ball game. A game-winning walk-off home run by Derek Jeter. He is Mr. November. You are now listening to the Bleachers Creatures Yankees podcast, part of Elite Sports Radio. All right, welcome to the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York with myself, James Kelly, and my buddy, Rob Ulrich. This is our first episode, so we're going to keep it light because we're still getting our feel for this. And if you're one of the close friends or family members unfortunate enough to find out about this intro episode, thank you for being patient. All right, let's just talk about spring training. All right, let's do it. What do I talk about first? Greg Bird and Luke Voigt. Greg Bird and Luke Voigt. Greggy Bird. All right. So it's just a meaningless competition, right? I mean, everyone knows Luke Voigt needs to be the first baseman, right? No, I'm with you, man. I'm going to tell you, Greg Bird looks good. But also, how how many more seasons and at-bats are we going to give him where he's just like, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm good, maybe I'm not. Well, that's not going to know. Well, that's what keeps getting me is that every spring training this comes around and he looks like a Hall of Famer. And then April starts and the guy forgets how to swing a goddamn bat. It's unbelievable. Like, it's, he really is like the, the second regular season games start and the games mean something. It's like, oh, no, like. You thought I was your top prospect in 2015? No, sir. Yeah, like, I don't think what's so. He, what's he batting this spring right now? Uh, well over 300. Exactly. But Luke Voigt's right about the same. So it's like, it was Luke Voigt's job to lose. But we're also talking about Greg Bird, who's just like they they love him. Brian Cashman loves Greg Bird because he's yeah, lefty. He's got a, for some reason, he's got a huge hard on for the guy. I have no idea why. Maybe it's just because he spent millions and millions of dollars on this prospect that's contributed not that much over the past couple of years and we just keep trotting him out there giving this guy at bats giving him time at the bag and he's oh, proved absolutely yeah. nothing during the actual season of what he contributes to the actual team i got nothing for it because you know what the thing is like there's so many people who are just diehard greg bird fans people who just refuse to give up on him and let's be honest i don't want him to fail i want all the yankees to, i want them to hit a home run every time they're at the plate and i want every pitcher to get a strikeout every single time they throw the ball but that's not realistic so how often like how much longer can you defend greg bird who's given you half a good season in 2016 and then he hit one really good homer off andrew miller in the playoffs which was a huge moment and a lot that, 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 that home runs worth like a contract extension alone like it that pretty that, much is that's just he's just hanging around that guy that gets him three seasons I just <laughs> apparently I got him three seasons. That one home run gets some extra three seasons in New York before I run him out of town. Oh yeah. Well, I don't get it because like at some point, like Greg Bird with the arbitration process, like he has to sit across from Randy Levine, and Randy Levine's gonna be like, "Are are you serious? You think you deserve more? You should than pay what the Yankees money back for everything that you've done to them." Yeah. Because they- he's just gonna sit in a courtroom, and Levine's gonna be like, "Well, how about this stat? How about this stat? How about this stat? Guess what? They're all fucking bad." So you just stink. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. 
And it's like, he does, he did this to well, Dylan Batanzas when he came yeah. off a closer here. <laughs> it's well, just what the arbitration process is. Yeah. But, well, he's hurt now, right? So. Well, he, the x-rays came back negative, but it's like, well, this... can he just be hurt? Can we just say he's hurt? Uh, we can. We're doing that with Jacoby Ellsbury. I'm just going to say he's hurt. I'm just going to say Greg Bird's hurt. Luke Voigt's our first baseman until further notice. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's Luke Voigt's job. But they're yeah. going to carry both of them because of how many people have gotten hurt already. They're just going to carry both of them into the season. But I think, like, once Aaron Hicks comes back, like, how do you justify carrying two first basemen? Mm-hmm. Especially you're going into the season with this plan that you don't want your starting pitchers throwing a lot of innings because they're still ramping it up a little bit. So you need that extra guy in the bullpen. And you're going to go ahead and take – you have three bench spots. One of them's the catcher. Your next two bench spots are going to be a backup first baseman and somebody else. Like, no, you need to get LeMay in and you need a backup outfielder. Because if you don't have a backup outfielder like Tyler Wade, who's going to play the outfield? Is Brett Gardner going to play every day? Because he can't. Uh, he's old. He is very old. But and I, are we going to rely on Jacoby Ellsbury maybe coming back because he played like twenty foot catch a few times in spring training? Going to be honest, I had no idea that guy was alive. No, it didn't. And if we he ever just heard showed, him, up, showed up the other day, and I was like, holy crap, this guy's still on our baseball team. Yeah, you just don't realize. And once Aaron Hicks snatched his job in twenty seventeen, it was just like, no, like this guy, like we are not positive he still exists. You can look at his Twitter. He's only tweeted about one thing since he lost his job. It's a generic tweet about the the. Is this like an Avril Ravine situation? You think, where people think that she died years ago, and this is just a clone? They've tried it out. Like, is this the same thing? Maybe the real Jacoby Ellsbury just died. I've never years heard that, ago. but I kind of love that comparison. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Because well, maybe honest, that's I also haven't seen that too. Maybe we can start the 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 conversation on that. Maybe so this, this isn't really Jacoby Ellsbury. This isn't the real Jacoby Ellsbury. The okay, real one died just, years ago. It's a less so. attractive but older Tyler Wade. Yeah, probably. Okay. That makes more sense. I I don't hate that. Because it's, I mean, he just, what are we going to expect from him? Even if he does come back, we're going to get like five catchers interference calls out of him. That's it. Yeah. He's the king at it for whatever reason. He's the king at catch interference calls. I have no evidence to back this up, but I'm pretty sure that he has more catch interference calls than everybody else in major league history combined. Probably double that. Cause that's all he does. He just stands on the back and he says, reach, reach, reach. Oh, I caught the glove. See you on first base. Yep. It's wild. That at one point he got nothing wrong. Unbelievable. Yeah, but I don't. That's the other thing I don't get is like everyone's complaining about the contract and it's a really bad contract. But you also have to consider that the year we gave it to him, he was he got MVP votes that year. Mm-hmm. Like not his first year with the Yankees, his last year with the Red Sox. It was like, oh, this dude is this is a guy. This is a dude. So we signed a ball player. We signed a guy that was going to bring many things to a team that was lacking in almost every category that he could supply: defense, speed. Bat on ball, you know, and it just hasn't worked out. And it works, you know, it works 90% of the time. And just for some reason, in this case, it just hasn't worked. Yeah. And now there's stronger evidence of the existence than aliens than Jacoby Ellsberg. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's, we're convinced that it's a clone trotting out there on the field. Uh, speaking of injuries, why is everybody dead? We weren't speaking of injuries, but that's okay. No, no, no. We were. So <laughs> Jacoby Ellsberg is always injured. It's true. That's true. But he's still uh, – I'm not – okay, we're back on Jacoby Ellsbury. Gonna... <laughs> Let's just move on. We're, we're going to have a long season with this guy. Let's just move on. All right, so all, right, he, all right, all right, Did Ray Ramirez start working for the Yankees? I don't know. It's absurd. And it's all, like, stupid injuries, too. It's like Dylan Batanz's injury, he claimed, like, all right, like, I started – I tried to ramp it up a little too quick. It's something the training staff has never had a problem with before. Yeah. Severino's shoulder inflammation, like – 
Tyler Wade slept weird on the bus and now he has hip stiffness. Like these are just weird injuries. It's I don't understand it. It's like we're cursed already. This season. No, I don't. I don't believe the Tyler Wade thing. Like there's no sh- slept weird on the bus. Like are you kidding me? You're I don't a professional know. I, athlete. Trying you to sleep on a bus. Yeah. It's terrible. We went and to Geneseo like, together. We took those six-hour bus rides home. What are you, what are you talking about? I've ever tried to sleep on a bus. But you get it, though. You understand how bad it is on the bus. And yeah, but I end up on an IR report the next day. Like, this is unbelievable. That's fair. I didn't say I couldn't walk to class. Like, this guy's just got to sit on a bus. And they're playing in Florida. Like, <laughs> what, like, how far away is this bus ride? I don't know. He probably needs to go to that massage parlor that Kraft's been raving about. Yeah. Well, shut down now, but... <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. Maybe we'll mail him a gift card. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, the other injuries is like Severino is down probably until mid-May. Like they're going to reevaluate him around early May, but I doubt like he's going to have to pitch some simulated games and some minor league games. And Sabathia, what are we going to get from him? He just had heart surgery. Heart surgery. Yeah. I mean, obviously the starting pitching is something that needs to be addressed all offseason. But they kind of did. And they did, and now it's just kind of falling apart a little bit, you know. But, again, everyone knew um, that – what like, no one knew what they were going to get from CC this year, you know. So the whole heart surgery thing and everything like that sets us back, obviously. You know, we'll get to the Gio Gonzalez signing later, and, you know, hopefully that will help tighten things up a little bit for a little while. But, you know, again, like, what are you going to get from him? Back to CC, it's like you know, heart surgery coming back, the stress pitching, you know, coming back to your daily workout schedule and everything. You have no idea what you're gonna get out of that guy. And yeah. now, not having Severino until mid May, the starting rotation's back up in the air again, you know. And well, that's a huge problem. Sign Gio Gonzalez when Dallas Keuchel sitting at home. Like, I have. I'm not. I'm not in on signing Keuchel just because you know he's yeah, gonna get, get like the, an. I get the money. Th- we'll get into it in a little bit, but I get the money thing. But it's just like when we have no idea what we're gonna get out of our what's Sabathia, our supposed number three. Sabathia is five. Five. He's so gonna he's, be the five starter. Yeah, he's the five. Okay, so whatever then. But he's a good. Know, he's still a good he's pitcher. A, he's, though. He yeah, he's a good pitcher, year. but it's just I don't know. It's frustrating to see when you think you're kind of solving something that kind of hindered us last year. You know, you know, you think strikeouts probably from our t- from John Carlo out of production there, and then the starting pitching it was so inconsistent last year. Besides Sevy, Sevy was a Cy Young candidate most of the year, which was great. But you know, him being down till May and now everything being up in the air, and so what? Haps our number one guy going to start the season, or Tanaka, uh, Paxton and Tanaka. Yeah, and Hap's up there. Hap was fantastic for us last year. I don't think yeah. he had a single loss in his time uh, until the playoffs. I yeah. think he just rolled. And Again, he I have absolutely no information to support you on that, and that will be mostly my role in this show. It's just giving you the absolute casual fan perspective on things. Um, so I will never be able to pull a stat out of my ass like you'll be able to, but that sounds about right. I'll give that to you. Yeah, you're just going to assume. Uh, yeah. That's like the Mike, the Mike Trout th- contract. I don't, I don't fact check here. Yeah, I just agree. Oh, it's like the Mike Trout contract. Like, I mean, you know, look, I'm going to fact check after I just said that that's not the real Jacoby Ellsbury and we got a conspiracy theory on our hands. I'm going to be the fact check guy. We don't need to fact check that, though. It's just a fact. That's it is. Fact. You don't need to check it if it is. I can live with that. But uh, yeah, the injury is a huge problem right now. And hopefully, it does, hopefully, it's not a sign of things to come because then next thing you know, we're looking like the Mets. Oh, God. The Mets, the Mets stink. The Mets just went off and they spent all this money and traded all these prospects to like still be the fourth worst, the fourth best team in the National League East. Mm-hmm. Like, what were they? 
I don't understand what they were thinking because you're looking. The Braves just ran. They ran away with the division behind two rookies. So that team is going to be better this year. They added Josh Donaldson too, who's still a bat. He's still good. And then the Nationals, they were also pretty good last year. Even I know they lost Bryce Harper, but they have dudes. Juan Soto is a dude. And the Phillies, we don't even have to talk about them. They got Bryce Harper. They're fantastic. Reese Hoskins is moving back to his natural position at first. They have Arietta. It's like all these teams just like got better. And the Mets were like, oh, we're going to get better too. Just not better enough to come in anything but fourth again. Oh, yeah. Well, don't ask Brody that. No, Brody doesn't know who's hitting cleanup for him. So. <laughs> All right. Well, what do we want to talk about next? Uh, are, we, are we getting fooled by a couple of these guys? Start going back to the Yanks. Uh, I don't. I, I am getting fooled. We talked about Greg Bird earlier, and now that he kind of got hurt, I, feel I like don't believe that sack of shit for a second. Don't no, you? Don't. I'm, don't, I'm don't telling you. It, I'm don't telling you. I'm getting fooled, man. Because don't, this happens don't, to me every year. Every time, I think, but what if? It's like going back to an ex-girlfriend where you know how it's going to end every single time. Bird is going to suck, just like he does every year, in and out. Don't, don't. This don't, is what I'm getting sucked hear, into, though. This is what I'm getting hear. sucked into, don't though. What if he was the good? In the kitchen right now, because this is an outrageous move by you getting fooled by this guy. What He's if he was bum. good, though? He's a bum. He, I don't give a shit. But I'm just saying, man. What if he was? I think he. I don't think he's gonna be that good. But what if he was to have that? He. When we were looking at last year's roster, we were saying, "Oh, Greg Bird is slotting in the three hole. He's breaking up Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. He's gonna see pitches to hit. He's having thirty bombs at least. You can give that guy a goddamn tee, and he wouldn't be able to hit anything. That that seems harsh. Oh, I don't give a crap. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, since you wanna since you wanna shit on everybody, how about uh, Miguel Andujar's defense? What do you think of that? Oh, no comment. I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, he's gonna uh, be fine. He's gonna be fine. I think he's gonna be, he looks better. He's made a couple of really nice plays. Uh, he's gonna, he had. Huh? He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. He's gonna hit for sure. We know he's gonna hit. Yeah, see, I can take the defense with the hitting. Burgess will strike out a bazillion times and barely well, make contact with the ball. I think the problem everyone has with it is we have a pitching staff that thrives on ground balls, especially like we have a lot of lefties, and those lefties thrive on ground balls to the left side of the infield. And you're relying on, especially without Didi, you're relying on Miguel Andujar, statistically the worst defender of the year last year at any position. He just stunk. And you're relying on, you know, no foot Troy, Tulowitzki. He had two heel surgeries. He's coming off. <laughs> That's a terrible nickname. Did you come up with that yourself? Yeah. That's atrocious. All right, moving on. <laughs> and Glaber Torres, who also didn't have a great defensive year last year, even though he is a natural shortstop. And you're relying on that until Didi comes back, which is months from now, on with pitchers who get ground balls. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> okay what about gary sanchez's defense okay well first of all that gets blown out of proportion more than it should I he's agree. a solid defensive catcher all right I, he's, he's not gonna... a very good defensive catcher yeah. just blocked balls and the yeah. hustle nobody likes you know what people see is they see oh the ball got past him and they see oh like he didn't run out that oh, grounder stop throwing so many pictures in the dirt well, i don't think that's the point <laughs> i don't think that's the right idea <laughs> But I'll tell you, the, his framing, his pitch framing is elite. His arm is elite. Like you saw it last year when Austin Romine was uh, behind the plate, 
God help you if Dellen Batanzas was pitching and Austin Romine was behind the plate because that's two stolen bases automatically. You're going first to third. You might be able to go first to third on one pitch on the two of them because they both uh, Dellen takes forever to get to the plate and Austin Romine's got no arm. But like you have Gary Sanchez back there, it's like all right, like uh, yeah, maybe I'll risk the run, but it's probably an out because unless it's in the dirt and it goes twenty feet away, he's gonna fucking rocket me out. Yeah. I think uh, back like to the whole effort and like laziness thing. I'm a, I'm a big effort guy, but it's just I don't know. I like to see him slim down a little bit, lose a little more weight. He looks maybe. pretty good. He looks good. I'd still like him to slim down a little more. I know everyone kind of likes his size right now, and that's a huge plus for him for some reason. He's been I like to see, spring training too. I like to see him slim down a little bit. You know, maybe get a little more agile behind the plate. Hopefully, he's just been taking a like a hundred. Uh, bounce balls behind the plate like every day off his chest, just blocking them, yeah. trying to get better at yeah, it. He's, he spent the off season working with uh, Pudge Rodriguez. Yeah, well, I mean that that should help, you'd think. So, just hope. Hopefully, it's an improvement. But again, I yeah. still think he's solid. I don't think he's as bad of a defender as people make him out to be. I don't think he's the best defensive catcher in the league. Obviously, he's clearly no Pudge Rodriguez, but you know, he's very very serviceable in what he needs to do. Yeah, and the bat, obviously the bat's going to be better than last year. I don't think anybody's looking at Gary Sanchez and thinking he's going to hit under 200 again for the entire year. Yeah. If anything, give me 250 and 30 bombs. Like, that's going to be a great year from Gary. I'll sign up for that any day of the week. Because the catcher is the one spot, like, if you have a great catcher behind the dish, that makes your team so much better. Because there just aren't that many in the game. Mm-hmm. I concur. <laughs> All right, uh, Aaron Hicks. Are you worried that he just signed a seven-year extension and his muscle injuries are starting to flare up again? I think it'd be very foolish of me to not be nervous. I think, that, I think that's wise. Because last year was the first year where I was like, all right, like maybe Aaron Hicks's injury problems are behind him, and he's just going to be this Brian Cashman prototypical player who's going to walk homer and strike out, and he's going to play great defense up the middle. People, people underrate his defense because he plays in the same division as Jackie Bradley Jr., like – Aaron Hicks could win a gold glove. He's a gold glove. Yeah, weren't his defensive stats really high up there before he got hurt? Yeah, they were some of the best in the league, and they've Mm -hmm. always been. He's always been a plus plus defender, and his arm is obviously plus plus. Listen, all I know is if he goes down, we could just throw good old boy Brady Gardner in center field and watch, or maybe trot out Jacoby Ellsbury's corpse out there. Uh, Well, Jacoby Ellsbury's not real, so I don't think that's an option. (laughs) But I don't know. Brett Gardner can't play every day. They're working Tyler Wade out. Yeah, exactly. But. To address the seriously your question, I would be very concerned, obviously, because how old is he now? Hicks? Yeah. He's still young. He's under yeah. 30. Yeah, I know, I'm saying so he's under 30, but his, his, muscle, his muscle injuries are building up already, and he signed seven years? Yeah. Seven, seven years, seven. muscle injuries already he up looks there. Yoked, like though. you said, yeah, but like you said, we have no serviceable replacement out there. I mean, I guess you could say Brett, but again, Brett's too old to be playing center field. He can't cover exactly. ground like he used to. And again, Ellsbury... On it, like, fields, you don't even, you don't even know what you're gonna get from Ellsbury too. anymore. You know, like he shows up half the year, even less. He shows up for like 50 games, and you're just like, what the hell happened? You know, if like, we had to rely on Jacoby Ellsbury. Like, I would only rely on him for defense. I mean, I don't know if you make the players you're supposed to make, whatever. Hit yeah. t- hit 200. I don't He's care. The most expensive pitch plays. runner in the league. That's exactly what Ellsbury. I don't is. think he can even run anymore. <laughs> How True. is he supposed to run? His, he's battling flat ground right now. Yeah. He hasn't gotten past the running on flat ground stage of his rehab. True. He just can't do it. Very true. But I don't know. I, I get nervous about Hicks because, he, like, these injuries are stacking up. He missed in 2016, had all these oblique – or 2017, he had all these oblique injuries. 
And it's like, they, like intercoastal muscles. He can't get away from his core just straining yeah. all the time. I don't understand. He doesn't swing particularly hard. It's a smooth swing. It's just whatever it is about his muscles just don't stand up to like the everyday grind. But I don't know. I'd like, I, I obviously Hicks is our guy for in center field for seven years. That's a long time. We have a lot of yeah. Shane Robinson played 30 something games for us. Oh, God. Don't even bring that guy's name up in this so, house. That's, that's what I'm saying, though. If we, have, if we have outfielders going down with injuries so often, we're going to see Shane Robinson again. Well, last year, we even had Billy McKinney come up for like one series, ran directly into the wall. Yeah. Done. He's out. Yep. Well, although Shane Robinson fouled the ball off his face this year, so that was, that was nice to see. That was nice to see. Well, it's it's appropriate to see. That's exactly what I expect from Shane Robinson after last year. People forget he hit a home run last year. So on that bat that has everybody's name and how many home runs they hit because they broke the record, there's one line that says Shane Robinson. He's on the bat. He made history. Shane Robinson is a history maker or record breaker. Yep. Yankee for life. Earned his pinstripes. Uh, oh, buddy. <laughs> Well, speaking of center fielders, uh, Estevan Florio broke his wrist again. Same wrist. That's supposed to be our center. It was supposed to be our center fielder of the future before we locked Hicks up. Although Hicks, in his older age, he can play the corner outfield positions. That's going to be fine. But Florio looked fucking fantastic this year. He was hitting the ball. He was running. I remember seeing in 2017, the first time I realized this kid was, like, really good. He went first to third on the pass ball. Yeah. That's it. It was just like, oh, like, I'm stealing? No, now I'm on third base because you missed the ball. Like, his versatility and his defense, like, it's unmatched. But now he has injury concerns with his right wrist. But he just keeps breaking. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously that's a big, huge concern too, especially with Hicks' injuries already. And it's just added to the list. Laundry list of issues already happened before the year even starts. I mean, like I said, hopefully it's not a sign of things to come, and hopefully things get sorted out more. But he, like you said, looks spectacular this spring. Speed, defense, you know, probably. He can hit with power. He can yeah, hit with couple, like, what, you think maybe one year out, couple one one season out from probably being a full-time on the roster, right? Probably the problem play most of the year in AAA. It's back because of these injuries. We had him, it was two years out. 2020 is the year. Now, now 2021 is the year. Now yeah. he gets hurt again. It's probably 2022. But we also have Aaron Hicks, who's locked up, so why rush? Exactly. Hicks lock, locked up also gets me concerned, too, because I don't want to see us move this guy. I think he's definitely our, our outfielder of the future, you know, and I want to see him stay on the roster and stay in the team organization as long as possible. So hopefully this this wrist injury gets healed up soon. Um, is he done for the year? Has that been confirmed? No, 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 just a couple months. Just a couple months. So hopefully he'll play some double A, get the high triple triple A, you know. Yeah, I'd like to see him. I'd like to start see him getting a regular spot there in Scranton and then hopefully maybe play some games in September call ups, hopefully. I don't well, know. They don't, they don't expand the rosters that's, this is one of the new rules. They don't expand the rosters that much anymore. They're only they're only expanding them a little bit because uh, you know, the guys like Joe Madden with the Cubs, it just makes a defensive replacement or a pitching change every two outs. Because he's got forty guys, so he's got to use them all in the most efficient way possible. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Like, all right, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be hours. optimistic here. Maybe we'll. I don't know. I would like to see him play in the majors soon. Hopefully, he gets there. Maybe when Brett's done, you'll just move Hicks over to the left. I don't know. By all accounts, everybody is just glowing about his ability to just learn and absorb the game. Like they were talking about him last year, where he was just asking Brett Gardner after every pitch, like, "Hey, like, what did I do here? What did I do here? What do you? What would you do here?" 
because obviously Brett Gardner is the tenured Yankees outfielder. Like that's the guy you want to know if you're going to know somebody yeah. in the outfield. But, oh, what? A, uh, Aaron Judge, extend him, please. There's no outfielders left. Yeah, <laughs> I, that seems like a no-brainer, right? But I think they're probably just going to hold out as long as possible on that one. I hope. Like, this has got to be the guy, though. Like, if you buy up How his— How up on his rookie deal? He's got three years of arbitration. It's starting next year. Yeah, so— So you can buy out his arbitration years and then sign him for a few more years after that. You probably get a discount because you're buying up the arbitration years. Because yeah. he's not going to make that much in arbitration. He's making $600,000 right now, which is absurd. He's an MVP yeah. candidate. He's my pick to win. Not even. I whole- mean, would you would you be in any rush if you're paying six hundred thousand dollars for one of the best hitters in the league? I would if three years down the line, I knew he was going to come back and be like, "Oh yeah, like you were very comfortable not paying me what I was worth. So why would I agree to take some kind of discount to play for you, or why would I even agree to play for you? Because in three years of arbitration hearings, all you did was come into the courtroom and have Randy Levine tell me how much I fucking suck, and tell me how many times I strike out and how often I get injured. True. Like, I hate Randy Levine. Fuck that guy. He ruined Dellen Batanzas for an entire year just from being like, well, you're not a closer. But Dellen's like, yeah, but like we have one of the best closers of all time. And I have closer stuff, obviously. He's like, yeah, but you're not a closer. So why would we pay you like one? Yeah. True. What a dick. All right. Around the league, uh, Trout got printed up. Yeah, not that you'd fucking know, though. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, the most Mike Trout move of all time. He's the most boring human being on this earth. He's the best player in baseball. He might be the best player to ever walk the ever walk the planet. You want to hear some stats? The non-numbers guy got some stats for you. Oh, let's hear. Have you not seen this yet? Tell me the The stats. The ear comps between Frank Thomas and Mike Trout. Okay, yeah, I've seen these. (laughs) And Frank Thomas just blows them out of the water in every category. Trout hit 307. Frank Thomas hit 330. It was a different era. I'm just saying. Everyone's saying he's the greatest player to walk here. And, and no one's talking about Frank Thomas. <laughs> well, Frank, Frank Thomas didn't do it his whole career. Mike Trout's got all the makings to just do it for 10, 12 more years now. I'm not saying he's not going to be able to do his whole career or whatnot. But the, like, Major League Baseball needs to figure out what they're going to do with this guy. Because the fact that they let him just pretty much sign his entire life away to go play in Anaheim is banana. But no one knows who this guy is. Most casual fan won't even be able to pick him out walking down the street right out of this guy. Just That's what they said. Uh, the big thing this week was like, if Mike Trout, if you pass Mike Trout walking through an LA mall, would you stop and be like, oh, wait, hold on. That's Mike Trout. And he's the most like uncharismatic guy in the world. And they don't promote this guy at all. So I think it's, you know, it's mostly MLB's fault, but this guy, you know, every old baseball guys make, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's quiet. He goes about his business, yada, yada, yada. But baseball is losing viewers and they're losing young fans. And here's a guy who is unbelievable to watch. You know, what is it? Uh, Barstool Big Cat had the idea. I think he was on, on part of my take. He said that they should just have a live cutting on every channel. Every channel, they should just buy a fan space. And a live, I think so. A live cutting just every time Mike Trapp gets to play. And yeah. He's just so excited. I want to see him. I saw him last year when he when the Angels it's came like to Yankee Stadium. It's like a little across the bottom on ESPN, just out of nowhere. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, Mike Trout just signed for four hundred thirty million dollars. Had no, you know, and then poor. We'll get to this next, but poor Alex Bregman. Bregman <laughs> got burned up too, though. He just got swept under the rug because Mister Trout over here just signed for four thirty, and everyone and everyone's like, wait, Alex Bregman got what? 
A hundred? Oh, uh, never mind. That's, <laughs> that's seems reasonable. Yeah, like Trout's over here getting paid almost half a billion dollars. It's unbelievable. It's just uh, I get I I just he's just so boring, but he's so great to watch baseball. But you just wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup, and it's just such a shame because he's he's just so great in everything he does. Here's the thing, though. This is how you know that like Mike Trout is the guy. He got paid twelve years. $430 million. Not a single person was like, I don't know. That might be excessive. I think they might regret that contract down the line. Like, no. Everyone's just like, oh, no. That's, I think you don't. Oh, no one's, no one's going to dispute the money. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong on that. But it's like, come on. <laughs> He's just, he should be the face of baseball. And they just don't even do anything about it. Well, the West Coast doesn't care about baseball. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he plays in the West Coast, and everyone's like, oh, the games are on so late, blah, 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 which is true. But it's – no one even knows who this guy is. It's well, going to be crazy. half an hour earlier now, so we'll get, we'll get to watch Mike Trout. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, my 9.30 bedtime begs to differ with that. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's some – I'm going to share some numbers with you. These are players who Mike Trout already has a higher career war than. All right? Oh, God, this. Here we go. Dave Winfield. Mark McGuire, Jackie Robinson, Todd Helton. Like, these are Hall of Fame guys who are just, Mike Trout is just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm almost 30, and I'm just, I've accomplished far more than you. War-wise, obviously. You kids and your damn war stats. I love war. Yeah. War is a great number. Wins above I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk stats like that because I hate hearing about Well, you're going to lose me. I'm just going to sit here quiet because yeah. I still don't even totally know what war means. I don't, I honestly don't know how they calculate like weighted runs created. Like it's, it's just some kind of math formula and it's like, it's oh, this is how we decided to sit down crunching numbers. You get a bunch of kids in these Ivy leagues that could have gone to work at finance firms and now they're just crunching numbers for major league baseball. Yeah. Jonah Hill from Moneyball. That exactly. guy. Exactly. But yeah, so this is like just going on the trend now of uh, people that Yankees Twitter dubbed as our next big free agent signing, and they just didn't sign with us. Like two years ago, it was oh Machado Harper nineteen, let's get it. Those are our guys. And Could now, you imagine Trump. Mike Trout in New York City? He'd no. be eaten alive. No, yeah, like unbelievable. You could, do you think he even knows what the Bronx looks like? Uh, like outside outside the stadium? What do you think he, in his head he thinks the Bronx looks like? I mean, well, he's, he's from Jersey. He's from so Jersey. He's from Jersey, so never mind. But like, you know, <laughs> like right around Yankee Stadium, imagine him just taking a stroll. Oh, well, he he could. Nobody would recognize him. <laughs> That's true. Good point. I, I just think he'd be shell-shocked. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, my God, this is where this is where I play baseball now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like. I I almost wish he had come here just to see like the New York media, which is now ourselves included, just like beg him, just do something, Mike. Please. Oh, can I now say I'm part of the New York sports media? Yes, you can. Oh man, that's going on my LinkedIn. <laughs> Maybe my no, dad will finally return my calls. I can see it. He'd come in and we'd just be like, "Can you please just do something so we can like? Yeah. You're the best player in baseball. Just let us write a story about you and be like, no, but like there's a storm coming in next week. He loves the weather." Uh, I always forget that huge weather guy, <laughs> huge weather guy, which I don't get because he lives in Los Angeles where it's the same weather every single day. The weather never changes. So how do you get into the weather if it's the exact same thing every day? Oh, well, uh, last thing, Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell not signed yet. Good. 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 That Craig Krimble and his fucking Chris Kringle ass over there and his dangling arm, you know, and his dumb name. And he, oh, I fucking hate that guy. 
Did I you see that picture of his dad? His dad yeah. has the same neck beard that he has. And Fuck it's just guy. I, it's just a family neck beard. Just, like, I, hate, I didn't like him when he was on the Braves, and then he got to the Red Sox, and I was like, this guy sucks. You know what like, I don't care for is people comparing him to Mariano Rivera. I hate it so much. And it's like it's becoming more and more regular. Like last year, or just a couple weeks ago, someone was That's not talking a thing, about, is it? Is it really a thing? Oh, people yeah. Compare him? Oh, yeah, because to be fair, like Everyone people Stafford, thought Eric Gagne was going to be better than Mariano Rivera, and then Gagne ended up on the Long Island Ducks. Yikes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, people, someone wrote a couple weeks ago about Craig Kimbrell not being signed, and he started it off with Craig Kimbrell well, well on his way to passing Mariano Rivera as the greatest of all time. I just love when he fucking dangles his arm there, and then someone hits the absolute piss out of the oh, ball off of him in October. It where? gets, it, I, you know, it, it moves. It moves when that happens. I live for that. <laughs> I live for that happening. Him and his dumb ninety degree angle arm, and then someone just hitting a moonshot off of his dumb ass. I mean, we're talking about someone who this guy is supposed to become the greatest closer of all time. They didn't let him even close out the World Series game. They were like, no, 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 no. Chris Sale, yeah. you take. But I mean, well, you know how, how every I know baseball's funny and baseball players are weird. We, we're pitchers, you know, the pitchers are weird guys, and you know, they find these roundabout ways to get to their stance. But as a father, if my son's out there dangling his arm at a 90 degree angle, I'd how do we get to that point? I'll tell you what, I'm taking you know, him out of the fucking game. Yeah, like Tim Lincecum had like the dollar bill thing, uh, you know, at the bottom where his dad made him like reach for it and whatnot at the end. And it's just like unbelievable. That he's just like, you know what, Greg, how about you just hold your arm out? You know, you know what a 90 degree angle is? Yeah, no, no, he's not pitching no, anymore. A little too obtuse, a little too you know acute. Who's pitching? Bob's Perfect. kid's pitching. There you go. Bob's kid's closing this game out now because yeah, you can't hold yeah, your arm yeah, like a human. I can't right out of the game. Can't, can't see that again. Uh, also, speaking of Craig Kimball and how much we hate him, how much do we hate Joe Kelly? Well, I, I, I thought we were going to save that for the favorite Yankee moment portion of this. That's your, All right, so let's do it. What's your favorite Yankee memory? I, I want you to go first because I, I think our story last, last what was that, May, April, Yankee Stadium? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, mine's pretty simple. Uh, mine was I was at Yankee Stadium for Didi's wild card game home run. And I swear to God, I thought the top deck was going to fall. wasn't that the game I had a ticket to with you, right? Yeah. And I had to sell it because I had CPR training. Yeah. Jesus. You were, yeah, you were supposed to go with me, and you had to give it to my buddy. Yep. But either, either way, that was absolutely we all, we all, You didn't go with your buddy to that game. No, I didn't. I went with Mama Kelly. <laughs> and Mama Kelly had a great-ass time. Don't try to lie about that. Oh, you gave the buddy. You gave my – oh, no. You know what oh, it was? Oh, I did. He tried to rip me off, yeah. remember? He, he tried to sell it to you. Yeah, he was like, I'll, he was like, I'll, I'll give you, uh, he was like, I'll give you seventy five dollars for the hundred fifty dollar ticket. Oh yeah, 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 he yeah. tried to rip me off. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, oh, it was a great time, and we were sitting in the upper decks, and I truly thought that they were going to collapse. I've never heard the stadium like that because we also like, I'm going to be honest, the Yankees haven't been the Yankees since two thousand nine. Like True. even in the playoffs, we've had early exits. True. And uh, like. 2015, back to Dallas Keuchel, that motherfucker, I'm never going to forgive him for that game. He just walked in, pitched a complete game. I think he gave up three hits, most of, probably all of them singles. Yeah, he and just stopped the yard. Dick down. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it so much. And then Didi getting that wild guard. That was fantastic. But well, please tell us your Joe Kelly story. Oh, but my favorite Yankee memory is uh, last May, James and I and a couple of buddies, we went to – Yankee team for the Yankees Red Sox series for one game, and our one of our buddies is a Red Sox fan. And what what was the score of the game? 
at that point. We were losing, I know that. We ended up losing the game anyway. The Yankees, the Yankees were down three or four. But I have always had this weird thing with Joe Kelly where I, I him and his fucking It was because of the fight club. It was because of the Tyler Austin fight club thing. Oh, Tyler yeah. Austin beat yeah, the shit out of him, and nobody will admit it. Even more. But what happened was... Goddamn coward. We're losing, and we're just in this section, and it's raining. And all of a sudden, Kelly starts warming up in the bullpen. And I just stand up. It's what? A Wednesday night? Thursday night? Way too intoxicated for to be the designated driver. Well, that's had, for sure. We had friends coming to visit. Yeah. And I just start standing up. Once I saw them announce he was warming up, I lost my shit. And James and I just start yelling, feed me Joe Kelly. Feed me. Feed me. And we knew, man. We knew. Let up the game. Was it game tied home yeah. run? Right. He tied the game. He gave tied up every game. Up. Tied I just game. sat there laughing, and to the point where our buddy's a Red Sox fan, his girlfriend, whose knowledge of baseball is not very high, just turned and looked at us and was like, "Does this guy even know how to throw a strike?" <laughs> threw, I, I think it was like seven straight balls, and she was like, "I'm being serious. Like, does this guy know how to throw the ball is over this the a plate?" Normal thing. Is this something this is that happens in Major League unbelievable. Baseball? Unbelievable. Yes. Some of you fact checkers may go out there and say Joe Kelly technically got the win that game or whatever, but that is not really get the win because somebody in right field, JD Martinez hit a little dinky shot to the yeah, short porch. Someone in right stack. field took it over. Yeah. Well, but that's just I, I I live to see Joe Kelly come to the baseball games against the Yankees because that man is a mental midget and I love to face him one. I love to see him face to face one time and just tell him that. He nice. has the mental fortitude of one of my sixth grade wrestlers. It's unbelievable. Unfortunately, he plays for the Dodgers now, so we probably won't see him. Oh, we'll see him in the World Series, and I hope they fucking bring him in, and I hope we hit the piss out of him. The Dodgers are going to make the World Series again? Just saying. Just saying in a hypothetical situation, that's the only way we'll probably see them, right? They're not on a schedule this year? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's likely. So I just I, want to keep you up. I think we're playing uh, Actually, I don't know if we're playing the NL West or the NL Central this year. Well, that's my stand by Joe Kelly. All right, well, that seems like a good place to end it. Uh, thank you for making it this far. If you did, uh, to all our close friends and extended family who are the only people who have probably listened, uh, come back next time. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. These vagabonds. Thanks for listening to Elite Sports Radio. Stay Right through the very heart of it, New York, New York. I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep.